political bomb show. Exciting talk show that educates listeners while giving common sense opinion on politics, news, and a variety of topics. Uh, why or why not? I'm absolutely outraged by what he just said that a fetus is less less significant than a pet. I, I just listen to our podcast. Visit politicalbombshow.cf. Support our podcast by getting a free silicone wristband with a small donation. Visit politicalbombshow.cf and click on the wristbands in bottom right-hand corner of page. The truth lives. Political Bomb Show. Starring Rishon Blyden. Welcome, welcome. Saturday night, Political Bomb Show edition. I'm Rayshawn Blyden. You can call us at 323-835-1123 or visit politicalbombshow.cf. While you're visiting politicalbombshow.cf, I encourage you to donate and get one of our beautiful silicone wristbands. I just got them in. Just opening up right here. And uh, it's uh, let me describe it to you since it's radio and you can't see them. It's a uh, beautiful silver, metallic and metallic silver. It's got a bomb, and then it says political bomb show on there. Then on the back side, that's on the front side. On the back side, it says greatest in podcasting. So I encourage you to go to politicalbombshow.cf. Bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the a picture of the silicone wristbands. Click on there, and... Get yours and shout out to Craig. He's the first one to uh, to get one. I appreciate that. He's been he's been with me for a long time since my other career, and now he's still with me with my new career here as a podcast talk show host. So I appreciate that, Craig. Thank you very much. Okay, let's move these wristbands out of the way so I can get some room here. And uh, have you ever? I guess. This isn't like normal, normally on Saturdays. I mean, normally on the weekdays, I like to do my news and then get into a monologue. So I'm not really doing a news here. It's particularly, it's just a modern monologue I'm going to get into. And um, how do you feel about your job? They just, it seems like they take you for granted. They just push you around. And even though you have skills, they don't particularly treat you that well and the an example of this i had a particular set of skills it's not the same management now to be fair this is like a third generation management that's how long unfortunately i've been there but it's a third but it's a third generation management but on the first generation management they hire me with the certain um stipulations rather than I let them know I am a tech and I will not be doing retail work. Otherwise, don't hire me. So they agreed to that. And in in fairness, he did keep his word. Did he keep his word actually? No, he didn't actually because at close to the end of his tenure, he did not keep his word. But whether it was his fault or not, you know, they didn't keep their word and they forced me out of um of being a tech 
and threw me into doing retail, which is what I did not want. I really was angry by this, but because I'm not that young and and I'm more mature, I can't just quit when I have responsibilities. When I was younger, I would have just stepped out and just be gone, but I couldn't do that without finding something. So I did try to find something, but it didn't work out and I had left part-time and I came back full-time. And um, so then throughout the second generation, they had me still doing retail. And now by this time now, my customers and I have a special bond. You know, they like me and I like them and I am uh, comfortable there, I guess. Until recently, where they just uprooted me again, let me know that we need you back to being a tech. Didn't even ask my opinion. It doesn't matter. I w- they just said, listen, you're done with retail. You're going to be a tech again. Not only am I going to be a tech again, I'm going to be a tech with a strange partner that I've never worked with and uh, working on some machines I've never seen in my life. So this is how they are. They just don't care. So not that I'm complaining, but I'm just saying, do you feel like your job or anyone in particular takes you for granted? I'd like to hear your story. 323-835-1123 or politicalbombshow.cf because um, it's not a good feeling when people just say, hey, this is it. Do or die. I hate that. And, you know, sooner or later with me, when someone thinks they got me by the quote-unquote balls, eventually I find a way to get out of it. I'm not going to allow someone to... um, to mistreat me not for long, not long-term. I will just find a way to get out of it. And um, because I'm not someone's doormat, <clears throat> you're not gonna, gonna just kick me around where you want. I don't like that feeling, I hate it. I hate it, I really don't like it at all. And like I said, I can't just, just uh, quit without having something to fall back on and um, Especially now that I'm, I'm definitely serious about trying to be a homeowner. I can't just be stupid and dumb and just say, "Oh, you guys, you you pushing me around from from tech to retail back to tech without my my uh, even caring if I want to go back." So I can't just um, just do that. So I um, I have no choice right now. I don't know. Obviously, this is my first time being a, a home, a homeowner. Well, technically, because I was a homeowner when I owned a condo, but I, I didn't really go through the process of taking homeowner classes and getting involved and knowledgeable. I just jumped right into it, and that was a mistake. Jumping right into Alden Street, didn't know that I was going to live in a neighborhood where. Puerto Ricans were racist against blacks and they treated me horribly for nine years and stole from me. But um, I don't want to get into that story there. But this time I'm being very conservative and I am doing all the right things. I'm saving, saving the money up to get, you know, for my down payment. And um, I'm doing things right. I'm paying my bills. My credit is, is, 
It's going up. It could be better. The FICO score is amazing. The FICO score is so different from, I don't know if you heard of the, the app uh, Credit Farm, Credit Karma and Ses, uh, what is it? Credit Sesame. They both have me so high. They have me as, as good. And actually, I just jumped up 11 points because I uh, picked up another credit card. But uh, the FICO score is so far off from there, literally more than 60 to 80 points difference. So I don't know how um, Credit Karma and Credit Sesame does the scoring, but I did go up 11 points on both of the Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. So I'm hoping that I went up some points on the um, on the FICO score, although my mortgage person... She did tell me that my credit score with the FICO was good enough for the mortgage, but I don't want it to be just good enough. I want it to be better than good enough. So, um, yeah, I don't don't like this. I don't like that. I'm just taking for granted. So Tuesday I'll be in a meeting, and they're going to probably tell everyone what's going on as far as my my, – being pushed back to being a tech. I'm going to really, really, really miss a lot of, because a lot of my uh, customers I had a great relationship with, like Sharon and Scott. I love them. They're awesome. Shout out to Sharon and Scott. Great Wolf. You guys are amazing. Like you guys a lot. You make, make my day. I'm always looking forward to seeing you guys. So I haven't told them yet because I, I wanted to wait until Tuesday when I knew exactly when it was going to be my last day or whatever. And so I didn't tell them anything, but I really liked them a lot. I also didn't tell, shout out to Naomi. And I can't remember the other one named though. I hope she's not listening to my podcast from Townsend, Massachusetts. They are awesome. In fact, one of her, one of them, I think it was Naomi actually, her son, was in a, a fan since he was age 17 of my older career. It was it was funny. I had brought her a CD of mine that she brought it home. And her son saw it and started going crazy. Right now he's 21. So he was listening when he was 17. And he was going nuts saying, telling his mom, I got to sign them. So I did sign it for him. Always great to, to meet great fans like that. So I'm going to also miss them and others. I'm not going to remember everyone's name, but... Those are the main main ones I'm going to miss a lot. So, um, anyway, it's uh, it's not that life is filled. I move on a lot with life, but I like to move on on my own terms. I don't like to be forced to move on. So that's what that's all about. I don't like being forced to do something at all. I really don't. It's just the worst, especially when they don't even give you any warnings. Just rings up on you. You got to get a phone call while you, while you're out there in the retail, and you're like, "Oh, by the way, Mister Blyden, you're gonna be going back to being a tech with a strange partner back in a strange state that you don't like." Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. I love it. Thank you. Oh, it's so irritating. Very irritating. Um, what else? What else? Uh, that's pretty much what's bothering me right now I don't like that but I'm kind of caught between a rock and a hard place as they will say because 
if I'm weighing if, if I'm weighing the pros and cons and the goal I want to get to, I want to get my American dream finally. My American dream, well, I have a car, a nice brand new car that I love, but it's one year old now because I got it in tw- it's 2017, but still it's new. So I got my, my brand new car and now I need my brand new home, a home where pretty much no one can hear me when I sneeze. I can do my podcast as loud as I want, when I want. You know, no one could, is, I'm not bothering anyone. No one's bothering me. The city noise will be gone. Well, that's the, that's what I really want. I want, I don't want the city noise, but obviously, I, I already spoke with my, um, my, my mortgage broker. I already know what price range I'm looking in. And I don't know if it'll get me where I want to go right now, but, if I could get to the outer skirt of the city, that would be fine where I'm not in the inner city. I'm on the outer skirts of the city. I would be fine with that. So um, that's where my mind is right now. Is I'm focused on doing that. I'm focused on getting a home, focused on when I'm getting the home to have an actual uh, studio for my podcasting. I need that. So... I'm very much looking forward to the future and um, I'm hoping that that this happens one to two years max because after two years, I would have to start the process over as far as uh, taking the first time homeowners class all over because I got my certificate is good for two years. So, And like I mentioned in other podcasts, my landlord seems to keep raising the rent. By the time he raises the rent, it's going to be... I might as well be paying mortgage. So this is the second year that he raised my rent. And um, I don't, like I said, he claims that the did roof work, which I could uh, agree with. He did do roof work because I'm not getting any water leaking inside uh, my kitchen anymore like it was when I first moved in. That was horrible. I was like, what did I just move into? This is a dump. You got water leaking everywhere. So um, he did do that and he's, upgraded the electricity, but I mean, yeah, it's still a dump where I am uh, in plain English. I mean, the bedroom when I'm, it it doesn't even have a door. It's like plywood. It's so, uh, I can't even, I'm ashamed to have anyone over. It's like a dump. I'm not going to have any guests over like this. This is awful, awful, awful. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day that I actually own a home with a garage so I don't have to clean the snow off of my car, which, you know, but the thing is, wherever I go, I'm pretty sure that that's where I'm going to complete and finish off my life. Unless, of course, um, you know, things go well and I'm able to go to a different level and I'm able to make more capital invest speaking of which there was something i wanted to do i was speaking with a friend of mine johnny about this and i don't remember i was was, oh now i remember i was going to invest i remember i don't know if you remember that i talked about movie pass i used to love it but then it was annoying because they basically they forced me to in order to go watch a movie i couldn't pre-order it 
through the app, I had to actually, the day I was going, I have to go down to the movie theater and be there in order to buy the ticket on the movie app and then go into the kiosk and buy the ticket again. So it was annoying. But I guess um, the stocks went way down and they're on the verge of collapsing. And the stocks were only six cents, I believe. So I was going to just invest, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks or 26 bucks or whatever, invested it just in case it, it rebounded and then I would be golden. So I just remind you guys just reminded me of that. So I'm going to going to do that when I'm finished here with this podcast, but it, it, you know, I like the, I like the AMC version because if they had charged me, I, I guess the movie pass was charging me what, $10 a month. And I wouldn't have mind paying extra if I had the, if I was able to pre-order my movies, cause that's a big deal. Pre-ordering my movies and with the AMC, I can't think of the name of it right now. With the AMC version, you get to pre-order not just 2D movies, but any movie as far as IMAX. And the other one with the moving chair is D. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. But the ones where the whole chair moves, I can't think of the name of it right now. But with movie movie um, pass, you could only order 2D movies. So... Um, I would have paid extra. I mean, the AMC one, I think it's 20 bucks a month versus $10 a month, but it would have been worth $20 a month if I could, uh, could do something like that. But, uh, yeah, so definitely going to try that once I'm done with here, look up how to invest in stocks on MoviePass. Now it could be a, a failed investment because the company's the stocks are so low, it might be going out of business. So we don't know. I'm just taking a, the chance that it may, gamble that it may go up because someone was thinking about buying the uh, the company and re, reorganizing management. So I'm going to say that if that happens, then the stocks may go back up and I would make out like a bandit. So that's what I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm not thinking about I'm actually going to do it. I mean, it's only six cents a, a stock right now. I mean, that is very cheap. It's like dirt cheap. So I don't know how to do it, but obviously I'm going to Google search how to, to buy stocks in MoviePass, see what comes up. And I could be tipping my hand right now because you guys might do it too, which I don't mind. You're my friends. You listen to me every day. So I'm just telling you, it's a gamble. So if you're not, if you're a gambler, then it's up to you. If you're not a gambler, I would think wisely because I'm not a gambler, but I'm just saying pretty much if I spend $26 in a day in, on food, so I'll think of it like that. If I lose the 26 bucks, it's nothing. So that's how I'm going to be thinking about it. I don't really, uh, really, really, I mean, I care, but 26 bucks, like it's not like I'm going to be investing thousands and thousands of dollars and then the stock goes out of business. So I'm not, so it's not like that. It's going to be 26 bucks, so, you know. So it's really up to you. I'm not telling you to invest in it. I'm just telling you that I don't think it, I don't think it's going to go out of business because other movie theaters are are doing it like AMC is doing it and uh Cinemark is doing it. I don't like Cinemark's package by the way. Cinemark package is actually worse than the movie pass that I had. So I wouldn't go with the Cinemark package. And unfortunately where I live now 
I'm surrounded by Cinemarks. That's all I'm surrounded by. So I don't know if I'll keep that in mind when I'm home shopping, if I'll look to see if I'm in the vicinity of an AMC, because that's not really a selling point. For me, the selling point is being on the outer skirt or outside of the city based on, on what she told me I could afford. And the second thing is uh, is having a finished basement because I think that's where I would want to set up my um, my studio where it's pretty much basements are pretty much soundproof. And I'll probably set it up down there. So I have a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas for my uh, show. And then I'd be able to actually come, have people come into my studio and interview them rather than just doing it by phone. If, if as far as uh, if they want to uh, to come into the studio rather than phone, it'd probably sound better if they're in the studio with me. So um, I have all these these things in my head stirring around. And like I said, these these wristbands are amazing. If I could give them away for free without a donation, I would, but the shipping costs are just killing me. And I have hundreds and hundreds of these. So, it, uh, you know, do the math. It will really, really uh, be costly for me. So it's not that I want to charge a donation and the donation is very cheap. In fact, the donation don't even cover the shipping and handling especially international, it does not cover it. I'm going to actually lose money on the international, sending these out internationally. They charge an arm and a leg. I've sent things out internationally before as far as when I was a musician, and it really, really bankrupt me in putting it really uh, bluntly because it's expensive to shipping and handling to send things out internationally. So this time around, I'm just acting for a small, tiny donation so I could get a fraction back of what it would cost me. That's what I'm asking back for, a fraction of uh, of what it would cost me to send these things out. But getting back on track to uh, you know, being taken for granted, how do you like being taken for granted? Because it's horrible, whether it be in your personal life or your your professional life, it's really a horrible thing. And I think that kind of happened with the Ray Dog thing too. I was like, when I first started out, I was pumping out so many videos because I didn't know, you know, I was like on fire. I was pumping out like a year, I would say 20 videos, music videos. I don't think the, I don't think the fans had any idea how much work and keep in mind I was doing all this by myself, no cameraman, all this by myself, pumping out 20 videos a year. You know how insane that was? And so after a couple of years of that, plus I'm getting older and older. It's not like I'm a young spring chicken like I used to be. You know, I'm not a young spring chicken anymore. So then I had to start to normalize this. I was like, okay, how much videos can I, you know, most, most, Musicians are pumping out maybe one or two videos a year if if they're lucky. And so the fans, they sort of just abandoned me 
after I slowed down on my music videos and they stopped buying my music and stuff, and it was like, you know, this is tough. I mean, I'm not feeling any love here at all, even though I was doing it for myself because it was like, like I've always said, it was like, for me, it was uh, like my um, journal, a daily journal, but still it took a lot of time and money and I wasn't getting anything in return, not even views, not even views. The the viewership went way down. I started off of getting millions for maybe not a lot of my videos, millions for maybe 10 or 20 of my videos. Then mostly I was getting between 25 and, and 200,000 per video, but then it like fell way off to like barely a thousand if I'm lucky, pure per music video. And so that was very, you know, like, wow, what is going on? I mean, I don't know if it's because Google is uh, blocking me, which I, I don't know that it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe my fans just got sick and tired a bit. I don't know. I, I, would, I don't think I'll ever find out. But um, so then I kept doing it anyway. I didn't stop because I was doing it. For the love of it and then I um but I also knew that while I was doing that I could tell if you listen and look at the titles of some of my albums the songs you were seeing that a lot of political stuff in there what I was starting to realize was my love was with being a political analyst I would my love wasn't for music anymore it it took if you really look at it realistically I was into music since I was uh, 17 years old. So that's decades upon decades of, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, or even about 30 plus years, basically, I gave to this industry. And I, I went out really strong with two albums, Cultural Decay and That Is Gold. I went out just as strong as I started. So... I didn't feel bad for going out. It's just irritating though when I decided to write a statement and uh, put it on video on the platform that really kicked it off on YouTube. Then all of a sudden, everyone starts calling my phone saying I can't do this and left leaving me messages. Well, you got where were you guys before? My I, two albums came out. Two albums. I'm two albums deep in 2018. I didn't hear a word from anyone. All of a sudden now. Now that I want to do my career now as a political analyst doing my podcast, so now you guys want to say, oh, Mr. Rayshon, don't do this. No. Yes, it's time. So, you know, I mean, there obviously was some that were supportive, like Craig here. He's very been very supportive for all these years, so I'm very appreciative that he – um he donated to getting the wristband. In fact, I'm going to send him two because he's been around that long. So I'm not sure if he's listening to my podcast or not, but I am going to send him two of them because I appreciate him being around for all these years since 2006. And even though I'm on my career shift, he's still there supporting me. So obviously I'm going to show my love that way. And again, if you want to show your love, you can send, uh, you can visit politicalbombshow.cf 
scroll to the bottom right hand corner you'll see the wristband click on it and put your information there and you can get one too so that's the way it is how do you feel about being taken for granted how about in personal life i know i've been taken for granted in my personal life like people would expect me to to do things because that's just the way i am i'm a nice person and i'm going i like doing things for my friends and so what happens when they take you for granted that yo you're supposed to do this because that's just the way how you are how do you feel about that i know how i didn't didn't particularly like it that much and so i just stopped like went cold turkey for lack of a better word just went cold turkey and uh no i'm not i don't feel bad about it at all not at all but i just had to make a choice make a decision right now my decision my choice are to be a home owner and live my american dream and i'm not going to let anything stop me i'm not going to waste money like right now i could be out having fun going to a bar drinking i just, you know i could be doing those things but no i'm not going to be doing those things because i know that there's a i have a, a goal that pretty much right it's right in front of me i could grasp it i can grasp the goal and i can feel it i could taste smell and touch it and i'm going to do this i know many people might say well you're a single guy why do you want a house all by yourself you don't have a family a girlfriend fiance a wife it's my dream i've always wanted to be a homeowner and this is what i'm going to do whether i have a girlfriend or a wife or fiance or whatever i'm not going to stay in an apartment until i die i just don't want this this is not the life for me so i'm going to grasp the american dream this isn't a better time right to, to grasp the dream than now when we have a president that's for us here he he is for the people and this is why I voted for him this is why I'm definitely voting for him again in 2020 there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to be voting for him in 2020 so i i could feel and smell the american dream in front of me i'm not going to stop i'm going to keep going and i encourage you to go for your american dream and like i said if you if you really like the content coming out here on political bombs so i would encourage you to donate by going to politicalbombs.cf bottom right hand corner and get your beautiful wristband like i said they're nice and beautiful nice silver metallic the front says political bombs so the back has a slogan that says greatest in podcasting wear them proudly and help us to grow more and more help us to grow that's what it's all about to get the message out there to keep growing and growing let people know where we are you know it's a movement we have to let people know where we are we need people to listen so by you supporting us by wearing our beautiful wristbands and people will see the name hopefully they will search for us and start to become loyal listeners like yourself that's that's my um That's my take on this. I hope that you will definitely take me up on this and I will be right back.
Political bomb. So, Rayshawn Blyden, three two three eight three five one one two three. Political bomb. So dot cf. Don't forget, donate the bottom right hand corner and get your lovely free wristband. Let's do a little bit of news here now. A little bit of news this Saturday night, August fourth, twenty eighteen. Saturday night cinema. Orson's Wells Mighty. Falstaff chimes at midnight. What is this all about here? Tonight's Saturday Night Cinema classic, Orson Welles' greatest masterpiece, Falstaff, Chime of Midnight, which is one of the great, great achievements of filmmaking in the 20th century. Welles mastered the art of making independent films in his improvised way. It's true, it's true, profound. It is equal parts Shakespeare and Wells, human to core, to the core. It is the greatest Shakespearean film ever. In this brilliant adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry IV, part one and two, the friendship between the rogue Falstaff and the Wild Prince Hall is fated to end when the young man gives up his dissolute life and assumes the throne of England after the death of his father, King Henry IV. That's some really great stuff. I should have gone to see it. I didn't realize it was out there. Sometime I get so caught up in work 
because I don't have a department doing research for my show prep and all this stuff. I have to do it all myself. So sometimes I get wrapped up in work, as my mom always says sometimes, you gotta get out and smell the roses. Well, sometimes I don't have time to smell the roses. Okay, so it was a brilliant film, and I wish I could have seen it. Who knows? I have an extended weekend to myself, so I may still be able to see it. If it's in my theaters, I'd have to look and see if it's even here. I don't know. I don't know. Jared Kushner pushing to close UNRWA and bogus refugee status of millions of fake Palestinians. I like this. I'm not a big, I'm the first to say I'm not a big Jared Kushner fan, but I do like what he's saying here. I, I like this. If this is true, Kushner will have done more to advance freedom than any of his predecessors and president, president save Trump. Funding jihad, slaughter, and genocide, Palestinians, Palestinianism is tantamount to engaging in it, and that is exactly what the West has done since French President Charles de Gaulle, I guess, um, con concocted a suicidal policy. So, um, yeah, I give credit where credit is due. It doesn't matter if I like the person or not. This is something that I'm giving them credit for because it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. So go, Kushner, go. Let's see here. Pro-Islamic state media outlet calls for biological attacks in the West. Posters depicts San Francisco. San Francisco. Well, why not? I mean, uh, San Francisco is a waste anyway. You know, it really is. I mean, with the... Uh, the homelessness and the human feces everywhere. Hey, but it is the United States and it can be cleaned up. We don't need we don't need any uh any pro Islamic state media outlet talking bull BS. I almost said it out there. And wow, it says here that this too will be ignored by complicit, Sharia-compliant Western press. It's true. It is it is true. It really is. I mean, it's like almost sometimes I want something to happen just to, to see if they'll wake up. But honestly, I don't think they'll wake up. If anything happens, they'll, they'll blame it on Trump. They'll say it was Trump's fault. He was being too aggressive, blah, blah, blah. They'll blame it on him. So no matter what happens, oh, oh Lord, it's just annoying. Over the past week, a pro-Islamic state, ISIS, Media Group has published a series of posters encouraging biological attacks on the Western targets. And one of the Western targets is none other than Sing This Song With Me. I think you know where I'm going with this. If you're going 
to San Francisco. Make sure you wear a clothespin on your nose. So that is what they're talking about. San Francisco is on one of these posters here. Who knows? The human feces. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't think I was going really anywhere in particular. But anyway, uh, yeah, they this isn't good. We will make you fear the air you breathe, it says. So that's not good. That's a direct threat. And like I said, the complicit Western media, they're going to ignore this, it sounds like to me. They they always ignore everything. And then, you know, until something happens, then they're going to blame Trump. That's what's going to happen. They're going to blame Trump. Why don't... Quedar and Saudi Arabia take Muslim refugees? This isn't a European problem, Polish MP. Let's see. Well, I know why they don't take them. They're smaller than us idiot over here. So, indeed, why haven't Muslim countries taken any of the millions of Muslim migrants? It's such a great question, isn't it? They share the same culture, religion, and hatreds for the West, but they're not taking any of them. So why is this? Why is this? Let's dive into this. Uh, Well, obviously, they're not taking any of them because they know that it's a death threat. It's, It's death to their own nation. They know that it's not it's not going to be a good thing for the country if they take them in and they know this and so they are not taking any uh refugees in excuse me a second there let's see what's going on here so yes as i was saying only the idiots in the west there the dummies that we are like san francisco we're taking them in, and uh, it's quite unfortunate, quite unfortunate. But I don't know if we'll ever learn. I mean, we didn't learn. It's apparently we didn't learn after nine eleven. We we did for a little while, but we went right back to being the idiots again. So I don't know. Do we need another 9-11 type strike on the homeland to make us wake up again? I don't want that to happen. Obviously, I don't want that to happen, but we'll see what happens. Turkey has no problems related to religious minorities. I'm not going to read that one. Sharia UK, police turned a blind eye to child brides, thousands of victims, and no prosecutions. It is so true. They're also part of the sick West that turns a blind eye. It's it's so ridiculous. It's hard to, I don't know why, it just pisses me off. It says, uh, let's see here. Officials at the government forced marriage unit 
FMU received 1,196 reports last year, 1,428 in 2016, and 1,220 in 2015, total of 3,844 in three years. About 30% of victims last year were younger than 18 and a half. Those were 15 or under. The vast majority of victims were female, and they were raped, sexually abused by these throwback Muslim Islamic terrorist Fs. So I can't, can't, I can't uh, elaborate on that because I'm just going to be just spitting out expletives because I hate, I just hate them. Just, you know, I hate them. I'm not going to pretend like I like these throwback Muslim people who are radical. I'm talking about the radical ones, obviously, who wants to say death to, to my country because we're different. Yeah, death to you. Screw you. Texas jury convicts Muslim migrants in honor killing of his daughter's Christian husband. Well, it's about time. You can, let's read the story here. I hope the I hope that he gets the death penalty. That was the chilling threat, ally. I mean, Ali Awad, Moman, our son made to his daughter. Nasreen, Nasreen, I don't know how to pronounce these words, these names, after murdering her best friend. According to Assistant Harris County District Attorney Tammy Thomas, Nasreen's friend was found murdered on the night of January 16, 2012, in an alley near the Galleria section of Houston. So I'm glad they convicted the filth, the piece of filth here. I'm glad they did that. UK's youngest female Muslim terror plotter, 18, jailed for life. That is 13 years over jihadist, jihad plot to bomb London. Let's see here. Palestinians and UN work furiously to stop Israel from building relations in Africa. Facebook bans Australian freedom fighter and candidate for unspecified hate speech. I am so sick of Zuckerberg. I can't stand this guy. He really is the worst. I, I can't stand him. I really can't. Oh, he's such a, a freaking, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. I can't find a specific word for him. Zuckerberg. 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 
the first of its kind An intelligent machine With the ultimate intent to conquer all and reign supreme Go online, have a look Buy a they arm in beta So there is a few small bugs like constant misuse of your data we are seeing an unprecedented erosion in our First Amendment rights. Huh. Sounds like, like us over here in America as well. Liberals definitely want to silence us uh, conservatives and libertarians. But uh, First Amendment, they're... Un unprecedented erosion in our First Amendment rights, increasingly prohibiting the flow of ideas and free expression in the public square, social media, run by left-wing self-possessed <laughs> snowflakes. Social media giants are including their worst, worst impulses. And because they can, it is getting worse, absolutely. You know, Savage says this all the time. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. He is so right on that. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Have been one of the early targets of social media censorship, like Sucky Zucky, Facebook. YouTube also is the same. Facebook has launched many attacks against this site. It's labeled my site as spam, site being the Geller Report, and removed every Geller Report post, thousands upon thousands of them going back years from Facebook. It also blocked any Facebook members from sharing links to the Geller Report. The ramping up of the shutting down of the sites like mines is neither random nor personal. The timing is telling. The left wing is gearing up for the 2018 midterm elections, and they mean to shut down whatever outlet or voice that helped elect President Trump. The greatest upset in left wing history. We can't let this happen. Agreed. Last night I received this appalling message from Deborah Robinson of Australian Liberty Alliance. And this is the letter. Pretty much it says, uh, Avi Yamini, the outspoken political activist from Melbourne and Victorian state candidate from Australian Library Alliance, has been banned by Facebook Inc., for unspecified hate speech. Avi Yemeni's Facebook page had over 170,000 followers and attracted between two to three million views per week. This attack on our registered political party's candidate highlights Australians' growing problem with censoring the truth and shutting down our basic human right to speak freely. Censorship and the uh, deliberate meddling in the political process by Facebook Inc. is cause for serious concern, not only in Australia. And I agree with that. I agree that Sucky Zucky is a 
uh, a mother flower. Let me put it that way. Fill in the blank. New Hampshire's AG's new civil rights unit pursues Sharia crimes with the first hate crime indictment in Inner Keeper or Innkeeper. Uh, let's see what happened here. Perhaps the most appalling aspect of the entire story is the way the police behaved, which is the same way we have seen police behave in the UK and elsewhere. They ignore Priscilla Pratsawiki's allegations of assault by Mohammed Gallami and instead arrested her for assault on the world of Gahalami and Monaji. I don't even care if I'm mispronouncing the name. Screw you. But uh, it's it's true. I mean, you can't say anything against Muslim, otherwise you're accused of some sort of hate crime. Even if they rape and beat and kill someone, they still don't call it terrorism or hate crime. They protect these throwback freaking Viking type um, searching for words without ex expletives. It just pisses me off in plain English. It really does. It pisses me the F off. It really pisses me the F off that these freaking throwback radical, I mean, anyone radical should be dealt with in radically and get removed. I mean, if it was a skinhead, a white skinhead, it would be dealt with accordingly. But they always try to protect these throwback Muslim Fs. And it pisses me off. Manafort's crime is associating with Trump. You think? Of course it is. That's what it is. I'm so sick of Mueller and his prosecuting. I don't, I'm not reading any of his, his stories. I'm sick of him. I'm sick. I'm tired with him. I really am. Well, like I said, this is the Saturday's edition, and I'm not going to do a complete full show. Um, I've given you some news. We will be back on Monday. So it was nice spending the Saturday evening with you, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. The keyword phrase of the day is girly mon. Text us now, 323-835-1123, or contact us at politicalbombshow.cf. Yeah.
Oh, baby, come on, oh, baby, come on, so come on, people.